Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This has been classified 18. It might have some violence. It might have some sexy scenes or very brief nudity. It may also contain some very explicit language, which will frequently mean sexual swear words. It might also have some of the milder, sexy swear words. And the whole family might break the law. Thanks for listening. Hello folks, Chris with a C here. Um, this is going to be the start of uh, old archive reviews I'm going to try and put up every now and then. Because when the, the place will host the shows, did a big, I don't know, overhaul of the site. And when they did that, everything past, well, beneath episode 60 got deleted. And because I can't really be asked to upload every single one of the 59 shows again... I've been meaning to just put up the reviews as separate little archive shows. Maybe this one will be a double bill of two reviews every couple of weeks, just so there's no gaps and stuff. And I, I'm assuming we'll have people that started listening after all that happened that have never heard these shows. I mean, I think some of them are still available in various places, maybe like YouTube, to some on YouTube and places like that. But um, for the first one, we're going to be going back to 2014, I think? Early 2014, when we were going through our much celebrated and, in some cases, much maligned uh, David Hevner period, where we reviewed about six or seven of his films. And with the, uh, this show, we're going to be talking about Kill Crazy, his uh, Vietnam veterans being hunted movie, and his erotic, quote-unquote, epic, that is Angel Blade. Yeah, just, 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 it's a lot of fun. This is back when the show was good. Not like now. It's a bit shit now. <laughs> uh, so enjoy. Welcome back, uh, fools and players. And, and honky tonks. Welcome back, honky tonkers. <laughs> Time to uh, talk about Kill Crazy. You heard the theme tune there coming in from the break, but uh, but soldier on the run. That track fucking rocks. I fucking love it. I just laughed straight away when I heard it. Firstly, because it was just heaven I singing, and I was kind of like anticipating it was going to be heaven. The thing is, though, it, like it kind of it doesn't sound like heaven because it sounds like he's trying too hard to do a different like a rock voice and all like. <laughs> yeah, the, like, there is times as well. I thought his voice was going to break. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and stuff. I was like, Jesus. But uh, I just love the lyrics still, where they're all like bombs exploding. <laughs> I mean, it, it's almost like a fucking Team America song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's like a little story that, like, 
all you know like it's not like your, your average song it's all like loads of little like separate lines and yeah. it's, I was like listening to it going what the fuck I just love the line where he's going about like the war's over but you're still living in 1969 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> classic yeah. man I love Nam shit I just went because I, I, I just quickly scribbled down like some of the lyrics but what I wrote down was just bombs exploding <laughs> guys crying soldiers on the run looking for my current bun because <laughs> 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 they're just them type of lyrics where they're just like rhymey 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 everything has to rhyme <laughs> so we'll, we'll start we'll, we'll have a listen to the trailer because uh, unfortunately the trailer has this fucking badass music in it that isn't used in the movie and I was totally expecting it to be used like during the action scene Hmm. Have you seen the trailer? No, sure. It's great. Let's, let's have a wee listen to the trailer. Kill crazy. It's hunting season. You will have one hour head start. At precisely oh seven hundred hours, we will be coming after you. But the prey is human. Yeah. <laughs> Hunted them down and left one man for dead. But that was their big mistake. I'm right, it was. Because when (laughs) a man at war becomes a machine of revenge, he gets killed crazy. I'll take you to heaven. (laughs) Nice. I'll take you to heaven, baby. It's just a bunch of explosions and shit. Yeah. <laughs> I like how he's like, but the prey is human. They should totally chuck in, and they have special needs. <laughs> and that would make people go, I don't want to watch that. Because <laughs> the, 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 the fail to like put that in the trailer, like, to keep that out, to keep that quiet. Yeah, they're all kind of like mentally fucked up and stuff. Because <laughs> yeah, as you can tell from the trailer, the basic plot's been done like a thousand times before and since. It's like, you know, Hard Target did it. Like, I think that movie I was talking about a couple of weeks ago, Deadly Prey, is pretty much the exact same story. Yeah. Um, and Turkey Shoot. We should review Turkey Shoot one night. That's fucking mental, that film. Yeah. Um, so yeah, basically, human prey being hunted by a bunch of crazy bastards, basically. Yeah, and who, I mean, we'll get into it, but like, the motives aren't really clear. They're like, yeah, of course, we're just playing a game. And then they're like, they just do they just decide amongst themselves actually let's not play a game we'll just kill them <laughs> I think they're always supposed to kill them but I know what you mean when they're explaining why they're doing it I was like what, what, why <laughs> yeah why they're like this country ye bloody dicks from Nam and that <laughs> yeah, you, know, you, you haven't fought in a war it's like well, but we're from Nam ah, well, we're going to kill you because you were in a war <laughs> I was like what, yeah. the, what are they talking about yeah, I don't really get their motivations. Not really. Beyond just wanting to be twats. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll open, of course, with a, um, a text bio of one Alexander Grady Puckett, and that's Hebner, of course. Yeah. Basically, lets me know he's a damaged uh, Vietnam vet and he's currently in a veteran's hospital. Yeah. And that's when we get uh, Soldier on the Run after that. Yeah. And then you see him, uh, he's in row with his t shirt with his name on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big fan of himself, apparently. <laughs> but yeah, then we go to the gang and they're all on their way to um, a camping trip that they've like uh, they've won the chance to have. It's like him and a couple of his pals, and uh, of course, literally, we're two seconds into the movie and Heaven has got an acoustic singing coming around the mountain. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, which I was like, oh, hey, I feel at home now. Totally, yeah. I was like, oh, this is going to be great. Yeah. Five minutes in, awesome song, and coming around the mountain acoustic. And then, uh, obviously, I knew it was going to go downhill as soon as I saw a black guy. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, David. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't, don't take the movie there. And, you know, he refers to um, the music he suggests as, uh, quote-unquote, jungle music. And I, was like, <laughs> I mean, I know it's not like the character's been racist. He's just busting his balls because it's his friend. But I was a bit like, is that really necessary? I did kind of slap myself in the face at that point. Like. And then he does, like, a stereotypical, like, Louis Armstrong impression. What is this thing, like, glory, glory, hallelujah or something? Yeah, he's like, glory, glory. <laughs> I like, oh, God. And I laughed as well at the the uh, Ruben, he's the guy's name. He was my uh, favorite character. Yeah, he was really cool actually. But I laughed when he was all like, "I'm listening to some like white, you know, like trash honky music," and, stuff. <laughs> and he's like, "Put some like black music on, like Michael Jackson." <laughs> he does say uh, he does say Wilson Pickett as well. But yeah, when he said yeah. Michael Jackson, I was like, "Really?" <laughs> I just laughed. I was like. That- Kind of like black music for white people, that, to be fair. And plus, by 1990, Michael Jackson was white. <laughs> yeah. if you, want be, you want to be technical about it. Yeah, totally. But yeah, the, the, the orderlies, for some reason, they were driving them on the camping trip, are just, like, getting stoned while driving. And then <laughs> yeah, he- Hebner, I, did, like, I didn't get that gag. Yeah, and then Hebner just, like, twocks the, the weed off them and passes it around his mates. And obviously, the orderlies are fucking deaf. <laughs> yeah, because they're all, like, coughing and, and joking about it. They're like, woo, pass the weed! And they're like... <sighs> <laughs> yeah, you could see that that was like an attempt at a joke, and it just fell flat in its face. Yeah, a bit like the jungle music line, which is probably <laughs> a fucking joke as well. Yeah, but yeah, they get to their little camping trip, and they're all sitting around the campfire roasting their hot dogs or weenies, as they call them in American weenies. Yeah, and then but before this, uh, when I when I looked for the trailer, uh, one of the comments, I mean, spoiler for future. Uh, <laughs> uh, one of the guys in the comments is like, said my favourite part was where the fat guy got raped. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so a fat guy gets raped. And then there's a nice bit of, like, um, foreshadowing here when um, Hefner gives a, the fat guy his weenie and says, right between the buns. <laughs> yeah, he does, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, if you know that's coming, you're like, oh, that's so... <laughs> <laughs> See, I didn't know it was coming, so when it happened in the film, I was like, fuck! Yeah, <laughs> yeah I kind of wish I didn't now, because it would have been more shocking when he was like, why are they raping them? <laughs> like, eh? I thought they were just wanting to kill them. Yeah. Like, the hell are you mad? So at this point, they will meet uh, Luther and Mallard, who are the bad guys. You know Mallard, uh, played by Bruce Glover? Yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. like, I recognise his face. I was looking around, I was like, oh, he's from Diamonds Are Forever. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You never forget his creepy fucking face. Then I also found out, thanks to someone on Twitter, he's Crispin Glover's dad. Yeah, right. And I was yeah, like, oh, I was yeah. like, it fucking all makes sense now because they look exactly the same. Yeah, he has like a really unusual fa- face, doesn't he? Yeah, and, and they're obviously both weird. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, it all makes sense now. But then yeah, yeah, they pay the orderlies like they say, oh no, we're not. we just. It's like a paintball game. We want you guys for a paintball game. It's like you know. And so, because the orderlies are pricks, so they say, like, yeah, fuck, get some money. Yeah, and like, pr- bit grim, like, but a bit dickish thing, like guys who have shell shock and, and stuff. Oh, yeah. And they're like setting them up to get chased through the fucking wilderness. Yeah, you don't really give a shit when they die five seconds later. <laughs> yeah, you're like, good, you bastards. Yeah. yeah they, they knock off them, uh, one gets the throat slit, one gets hung or hanged. Yeah, at this point as well, I, I was a bit like, I, it, it's classic heaven. Like it, 
it wasn't clear what exactly was going on. Like, I knew that they're being killed, but at, at, initially I was kind of like, has Hefner killed them? <laughs> <laughs> Is he supposed to have had some flip out in the night? Yeah, because there's a brief moment early on when someone brings them, uh, one of the orderlies brings wood for the yeah. fire, and he kind of has a bit of an arm flashback and stuff. Yeah, and I was kind of thinking, like, is he supposed to have, like, is this where this film's going? Because I didn't really know much about the story or what was happening or... Yeah. So it was kind of like, has he supposed to have gotten up in the night light and he's done that or something? Mm. Uh, but, because it, it just never really goes back to it. I mean, you, at this point, we can only really assume that the old leaves were killed by those guys. Yeah. And it, it might have just been some crazy serial killer that happened to be out that night. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> I should have thrown that in there. It's making it a bit more interesting. At the same time, there's a slasher movie going on in the background. <laughs> yeah. Like those guys, like all the bad guys, like midway through the film, are like, whatever happened to those old guys? <laughs> yeah, that would be good, yeah. <laughs> Luther's like, oh, I really wanted to rape the bald one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. But yeah, I love it when you say classic heaven. It's never a good thing. <laughs> never you go, and this is where it's classic heaven. It's never like a good moment. You know, I was like, you fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame because, like, I mean, I, I love his films, but I can see where where he was trying to go with it. And if he'd just done it maybe just a teeny bit more different, it would have made way more sense. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they just they discover the bodies the next morning. And they attempt to bugger off in the van, but um, they get caught there's, by the van. Well, yeah, plus there's a substantial uh, thin wire mesh fence stopping them. So. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, I was like, just drive through it. <laughs> You're in a big fucking, like, Dodge van. That could rip through that, no problem. They're like, oh, bugger, we'll have to get caught now, don't we? <laughs> yeah, random. And they get lined up, and uh, Mallard, this is where Mallard gives his, uh, his big speech about nothing. <laughs> oh, also, as well, actually, I've just thought, but uh, just backtracking a bit. Yeah. Um, did you catch the random speech about fossil fuels from Mallard? <laughs> to be honest, I stopped paying attention because I didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. <laughs> During the uh, when they're paying off the orderlies, and they're talking about, the, I think the orderlies are like, oh, you know, like what if, uh, so, what if there's other campers though? What shall we say to them? Mm. And Mallard's like, oh, no, no, no. There's only one road into this place, and you need a four by four. But the four by fours have been banned on that road, which is a good thing because. Fossil fuels are ruining our ozone layer and stuff. <laughs> What's he going on about? He's a man with many causes that he wants to. Uh, <laughs> Apparently, four by fours should be banned because fossil fuels are ruining the ozone layer. <laughs> so he loves the ozone layer, but he also employs a rapist and a, bun- a fucking death squad, basically. <laughs> <laughs> fucking stupid. Oh dear. Just trying to be like, I don't know, like politically responsible or something at the movie. But to be <laughs> like fair, my... though, because of the way Bruce Glover looks, and he always looks like he's about to just snap and go mental, it kind of works anyway, because he's just like, I believe this guy's a mentalist who has totally yeah. bad standards and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Let's save the world. Rip him. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they're, they're, they're in a lineup now, all in their underpants. Uh, Heaven has some rather fetching and tidy whities on. It <laughs> does. Bare chest out. And they're getting it all... Um, you know, asking for the name, being told to say, saying, of course, Mallard calls Ruben the N-word. Yeah, and then he's like, you got mongrel strain in you. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck was all that about? <laughs> yeah, I was just like, oh. And then, uh, you know, fucking having a kind of, uh, gives, why he speaks up? Because there's one guy in the group who's uh, a mute. Yeah, which is interesting, that, because it's Bert Ward. Like, <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> fuck, I forgot, yeah, I forgot he was in this. I saw on the credits, Bert Ward on the IMDb, and I was yeah. like, oh, fuck, no, I completely forgot. Is that who that is? Yeah, the boy wonder himself. <laughs> so it's like, all right, so they've got a really established actor. Heaven and give him a, this, man. And they give him a part where he can't speak. Heaven, <laughs> like I said, he did that in fucking uh, Dawn of the Living Dead, got Todd Phillips, dressed him up like a retard and didn't have any dialogue. It's <laughs> weird. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, does he not want to be outacted or something? Is that what's going on? That's my that's my theory. Because, <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, I'm not saying Burt Ward's, like, Oscar material out, but, I, you know, he, he's been around for a long time in, yeah. in the industry and stuff. I'm surprised he, he didn't just, like, have a scene in fucking Prime Target where, like, Tony Curtis gets his tongue cut out or something. <laughs> 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 fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, because uh, uh, I, I realised straight away, I was like, fucking hell, yeah, it's fucking Robin. Fuck yeah, man, I completely there. forgot he was in this, I just didn't recognise him at all. <laughs> Jesus, that, that makes us look at this in a whole new way, isn't it? It's because he doesn't talk. That's why he didn't recognise him. Yeah. <laughs> he just he's in the background, mute. Pretty much, yeah, he's supposed to have like shell shock and he like hasn't spoken since Nam. Yeah. And because yeah. because Hebner's character speaks up, uh, this pisses Mallard off and he sticks a fucking pistol in his mouth and then forces him to say sympathy. Yeah, and it, that made me really uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> you're coming on Facebook, you're like that uncomfortable erotic scene. <laughs> yeah, there's just some the, the way he does it. Uh, but I did laugh when Heaven when he was like when Mallard was like say it say sympathy and uh, and Pocket mm. is like no <laughs> I just laughed out loud like <laughs> like he's just refusing to do it I don't want to say the word sympathy and it goes on for ages as well yeah. he's like say sympathy say it say sim- no say sympathy go oh, say it like, yeah. just fucking say it please <laughs> yeah, like, what the hell yeah I know what you mean it was kind of uncomfortable. Yeah, he's all like, tongue in it and stuff. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> no need for that. But yeah, they're given that uh, he does say sympathy and they let him back up. And then that, this is where they talk the plan. You've got an hour head start. There's some clothes. There's your weapons. So we're going to come after you in an hour and kill you, basically. It's pretty decent that they give him guns, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, that's true, yeah. I think fair dues. I would be like, right, okay then, I'm up for this. Yeah, I think a lot of other, like, adaptions of, like, this, like, theme, like, they don't get guns in Hard Target. Nah. So. Yeah, so, yeah, and they're not even, like, just guns, they're, like, fucking... M16s? M16s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, they're giving them a fighting chance, to be fair. It's not like they were like, there's your fucking stick. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. But not that that goes anywhere, because I don't think any of them actually fire the guns that they're given <laughs> But they do later, but not at this point, though. No, I think they just, like, use them as walking sticks and then drop them or something. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the bugger off, they're all kitted up and stuff, and then at this point, uh, have, <laughs> I thought this was funny, Puckett gives Reuben, uh, he gives him shit for being negative about the situation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, actually, uh, another bit I really laughed when Reuben's like, We're dead, motherfuckers! <laughs> 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 Which is right, though. Yeah. And then fucking heaven, I say, you know what your problem is, Ruben? You're always so negative. You never look at the positive side of a situation. Ruben rightly says, what fucking positive side? In the <laughs> middle of nowhere, we've got fucking guns we haven't used since now, and we're totally going to die in about ten minutes. And heaven is just say, all right, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, and the, what's the fat guy's name again? Ma- Matlock. Maylocks or something, which Maylocks. I'm pretty sure is like a fucking a brand of uh, constipation relief. <laughs> <laughs> it probably is. Uh, he probably was just like sat in the toilet reading the box <laughs> when he was writing the script. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a bit harsh. <laughs> I essentially just said, David Heaven, I wrote this film whilst having a shit. 
But in all fairness, <laughs> he probably did. Oh, I hope it is constipation. I'm going to look. Constipation, really. I just heard the word Maalox used for, like, some form of medicine. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Similar. <laughs> <laughs> just got a notepad and you just say, I need a character in it. <coughs> and just, Maylock's all day. Well, do. Seems to be doing the trick for me at the minute. Yeah, but uh, um, his character was kind of shit as well, like, because he's supposed to be, obviously, like, a war vet. Uh-huh. But he's, like, sp- like in the first half of the film, he's, like, specialist fuck. It's weird. I was, it's not really that he's got, like, mental health issues. He just seems, like, genuinely retarded. Yeah, he's all like, yay, we're going to the woods! Yeah. And stuff. <laughs> it's like, so what's happened to him in now? <laughs> Weird. Um, like, did he get a lobotomy or something? Yeah. Which makes um, it even more disturbing when he gets bummed in about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but then, like, in, in the latter half of the movie, he seems to, like, get over his syndrome. Totally. <laughs> so fucking stupid. Yeah, but, he's the one who, like, talks one character around and, like, coming with him. Yeah, yeah. It's so weird. But yeah, at this point, they, get, they do get ambushed by the gang catches up with them and Heavener falls off a cliff. Like, yeah, but I was shocked at this point because, like, I was expecting them... I was expecting this to be the snap point. You know, where he was like... Because I think one of the guys gets shot, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. The guy with the glasses, he gets shot and killed. And then everyone, electrocuted at the same time. <laughs> yeah, and electrocuted, yeah. He grabs the electric fence that they've been warned It's quite about. a brutal death. I mean, he's getting electrocuted. He's do- he's going to die. And then one of the fucking henchmen just like... <laughs> and it blows him away. Yeah, shoots him in the back. Christ. So I thought Heavener was going to snap at this point. But mm. then he just like... The, uh, Luther, the Luther guy, whatever. He's like, uh, you can either jump or you can be pushed. What's it going to be? And then he just goes flying off the cliff and... Pretty much falls to his death. It falls like, was, like 30 feet or something. Yeah, lands on his face, and I was like, what the fuck? So is he dead? <laughs> like, hey, what's going on? I thought he was going to go all fucking Rambo at this point. Yeah, yeah. So then Bert Ward gets, um... <laughs> basically put a crown, because he's fucking religious, and he's got a big uh, crucifix on his head. They pretty much crucify him on a tree, like just tie him up, and then put a crown of barbed wire on his head. yeah. And then I think, this is what it seemed like, Reuben is buried up to his neck and has acid poured on his face. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, so they didn't want to hunt them. Exactly, no, no. yeah. They, they just wanted to torture them all to death in a really cruel fashion. Yeah, and this all happens, like, really quickly. It's like, crown of thorns, acid on the face, and then you cut to the fat guy getting his pants ripped off and getting raped. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Jesus Christ, David, what's wrong with you? You've got some fucking anger in you somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, the rape bit, I was just like, really? Thankfully, it's very brief. <laughs> yeah, and it's not graphic at all, like, yeah. so, yeah. Oh, another thing that I laughed about Ruben as well, though, is uh, when it comes back to those characters, yeah. uh, you just see the shot of, like, Ruben, and I think he's not buried at this point, mm. and you see uh, Bruce Glover's character, he's, like, staring at him in the face for a couple of minutes, yeah. and then he just goes, mongrel. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. I just totally laughed out loud at that. You know, Bruce Glover reminds me of though, especially in this. He reminds us of fucking Brother Theodore from the Burbs. Mm, yeah, they totally yeah, should have made a buddy cop movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just call it crazy old fuckers. Yeah, just total mentalists. Yeah. So, but at this point, uh, there is um, a couple of hot chicks who were on a camping yeah. trip with their dog who end up going down that road that uh, Mallard said was closed. Yeah. Yeah. So it cuts off and. 
at this point, and I wrote this down, my first thoughts on seeing those two was, how long until we see their tits? <laughs> and it didn't take that long, really. <laughs> no, it was like in next 15 minutes to get them out. <laughs> mm. They set up camp, they've got a badass dog that can fetch water for them and stuff, this cool Rottweiler. Yeah, it was cool. I was like, oh, I want a dog like that. And then you're like, bet that's coming back later. Yeah, they're all like, I trained the dog to go get water and then tip the water all over me when I am hot. I was like, right, so that's going to get used (laughs) at some point. And so it does. (laughs) But having to wake up from his fucking near-death experience, he should totally be dead. (laughs) Yeah, from his 30-foot fall onto his face, (laughs) he survives. And yeah, at this point I'm thinking, so... How did he survive that? <laughs> he kind of just has a little scuff under his eye. Type of thing. Yeah. But he's having them and he's made of steel. Well, that's it. At the end of the day, you know. It's, like, <laughs> it's all those peanuts and cokey drinks. Damn right it is, yeah. And all that hunky tonguing keeps you in good shape. <laughs> <laughs> so he stumbles across their campsite and then faints. So they're like, look after him for the night while he's having nightmares and shit. And obviously the blonde one decides that he's suitable boyfriend material. Like in an instant, basically. Yeah, she's like, I might actually come on to him. <laughs> he, he seems quite attractive. So then um, he wait, when he wakes up the next morning, um, <coughs> straight away, one of the girls has an acoustic guitar and we know it's just put, song is imminent. <laughs> yeah, I love uh, the line that, that he says, because she says, uh, he, he like reaches over and touches the guitar. Mm. And she says, oh, do, do you play guitar? And he goes, I play at it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then, like you said, she's all like, oh, go on, play us a song. But he's like, no, no. He's like, oh, go on, all right, all right. <laughs> and then he just bangs out like a whole fucking three minute song or something. Here's a, here's a wee taste of the beautiful Fall in Love Tonight. <laughs> the birds. His face during the scene is so happy. Yeah. He always has a right grin on his face. Yeah. Ah, oh, beautiful. <laughs> She's looking at him getting moist. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's beautiful, man. Brought it to the enemy eye, that scene. No wonder she actually fell in love with him. I know. I would if he sang that news. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, and then the thing that did make us laugh with the, uh, when he wakes up and, like, they've left him breakfast and stuff, mm. the dog's acting. <laughs> <It's brilliant. laughs> yeah, because he's like, I'm not going to eat that. And he gives it the dog, and the dog's like, nah. The dog just looks like, full that shit. <laughs> Because obviously the joke is she's supposed to have cooked a rubbish breakfast. Yeah, it? not even a dog would eat it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's quite... Uh, I wonder how the, they managed to do that. <laughs> uh, but then, of course, as you said, the girls randomly decide to go skinny dipping and then we'll get tits. <clears throat> yeah. And they just have, like, a really casual conversation. That's <laughs> <laughs> what the movie. movie just stops dead for five minutes for a bit of girl chat. <laughs> yeah, you know, just like, oh, uh, you know... He's really attractive, isn't he? Yeah, you tend to go for guys like that. Don't... Yeah, I like men. And it's just like that. It's just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, it fucking, uh, like, I'm sure they just ad- basically ad-libbed that whole scene. <laughs> totally, it seems like it, yeah. <laughs> totally casual as fuck. I love once he's finished the song and just like, you're really good, Jim, because he gives it like a fake name for some. Yeah, well, is it, did I say this right? 
when he comes out of the bushes and they say, what's your name? Does he, like, look at a, a packet or something? I don't know. I think so. He, he sees, like, a word, and then he goes, oh, call me Mr. Alexander or something. Yeah, yeah. And so they're like, yeah, yeah. And then, like like you said, when, the, when they're speaking more intimately later on, he's like, don't call me Mr. Alexander. And he's like, call me... Joe, <laughs> like, and I don't think he's supposed to have memory loss at this point. I think he's just a bit of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, he's giving them fake names and stuff. He's just fucking around with them. Yeah, because obviously they're going to the career thing. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, oh, let, what do you do for a living? Let me guess. You're a lawyer, and then he twists his face, mm. and then she's like, "You're a doctor," and then he's like, "Yeah." She's like, "Which one?" I'm a doctor. And he's all smirking on her. So he's got like, Why has he been such a dick? So like, just so fucking gullible. <laughs> <laughs> but when he switches this, like, after the song, she's like, you're really good, Jim. And I was just thinking about Heaven, I gotta do a separate take, calling him Dave or Mr. Heaven. Yeah. <laughs> For his own personal collection. Mm. <laughs> and then, of course, the kiss. So, she's known him five minutes, this complete stranger who looked like he had the shit kicked out of him and passed out. It's either true love or she's a slack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm sorry, but no woman would be kissing a guy that's come out the bushes and covered in blood. <laughs> Whether he'd sang you a lovely song or not. <laughs> You'd be like, I think I'll just wait and see how this pans out. <laughs> but uh, Rachel's friend, who I can't remember what her name is, what was the dark-haired girl called again? <clears throat> Libby? Libby, was it? Yeah. She's gone off for a walk during all this to leave them to have the little moment. Uh, but, of course, she's raped by Luther. Yeah. <laughs> who I know, who called him, you know, it's Luther the Rape Machine. <laughs> raped, and then in quite a, a cruel and gritty way. It's gritty as fuck. She's shot in the back whilst her pants are down around her ass. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, oh, that's really grim. Yeah, it's like literally as soon as he's done, just starts crawling away, then he just shoots her in the back like three times. I'm like, fuck me, Luke, thank you, fucking crazy bastard. <laughs> it's like, God, this film is really going to some dark places. <laughs> <laughs> but because it's filmed in that typical heaven away, it's never as gritty as it could be in someone else's hands. <laughs> You're always just kind of like, that's a bit grotty. But, uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, like... This film could have been fucking banned and escorted out of the country in, like, different hands, basically. <laughs> uh, but at this point, uh, Rachel gets caught by the gang. How the hell does that happen again? Why is Hebner not there? I can't remember. Um, yeah, because I know they come chasing after. Uh, I can't remember now, actually. Fuck. Uh, they yeah, they just get caught. I can't remember exactly what happens. She gets put in a little wire mesh compound. They've got all the rest of the guys in. But Heaven rescues her and his pals, and they manage to to escape. And then this is where Rachel finds out that, um, thanks to Ruben, not taking any shit, he goes, <laughs> what are you fucking talking about? He finds out um, that Heaven gave her a fake name, and that he's the yeah. resident of a mental hospital, and she immediately pulls a gun on him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, which I do love. She's like, right, you fucking dick. Yeah, so she's like, she's a whore who's extremely prejudiced against, like, people with mental health problems. <laughs> Even though she knows that all the people that are after them are way more dangerous. Yeah. So funny, just picks up, like, a big machine gun, just like, back off, fucking mental case. Is it this point where, he, like, he pretty much, like, explains the truth to her? Mm-hmm. Or is that later on as well, though? No, he does, yeah, when he says, like, no, we're, we're from a mental... Uh, no, he does a little oh, bit later when he's, yeah, when he's yeah, talking about he was a nam and stuff. We'll, we'll cover that later, yeah, because yeah. I was laughing at that, yeah. <laughs> she's like, fuck that shit, I'm not going with you, I'll take me chances with the fucking rape squad, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> the rape squad who just brutally killed my friend, and I'm not, I don't really seem to be exhibiting any emotion. Yeah. <laughs> not, regard that whole situation. I'm not going to hang around with you Vietnam veterans who could possibly save me life. 
Yeah. But of course, the fat guy, who's probably got like internal bleeding and stuff, <laughs> seems to be okay. Yeah. Convinces her to tag along. He suddenly yeah. stops, stops acting like fucking retarded. Yeah, his retardation goes and he's all like, hey, you've got like the only chances to come with us and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, yeah, so he's not mad anymore. I think maybe this film is saying that sodomy <laughs> cures mental illness. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Quite possibly. Right, this is where the setup camp for the night. Heaven and Rachel have a, they get, um, have a little heart to heart again and Heaven talks about Nam. And this was genius. He says, I generally think it's a cool line. He says, like, what's Nam like? He goes, it's like dying every day and going to hell. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's fucking badass, Heaven. Yeah. See, now and then Heaven throws in some fucking gems of dialogue. He does. Yeah, he does. Uh, but I just love, though, at this point, though, when he, like, pretty much explains what the crack is with his life. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, yeah, I was a Nam and, you know, it was really awful and, then I came out and uh, I had a drug dependency and I managed to clean myself up and I even got married. Uh, but she started fooling around and sleeping with other men. Uh, one night I, I came home and found them in bed together. I almost killed them. <laughs> <laughs> and at this point, she's not like going, all right, I'm just going to slowly back away from you. <laughs> and you're, you're sort of going, tone it down, heaven, tone it down. Because <laughs> he's like, yeah, so after I brutally beat those two fuckers and they, they almost died I got back on the smack again and then I got sent to a mental institute because the government said I was too dangerous for the public and she's all like ah oh, you're so strong dude <laughs> so, what are you doing next week <laughs> I'm sorry but she would be fucking running a mile yeah, it's like five minutes ago she pulled a gun on him for just giving her a fake name <laughs> Now yeah. she knows he's like a potential fucking could murder someone. No yeah, he's like violently unbalanced and almost beat his white ex-wife and like lover like almost to death. And she's all right with this. She's like, it's so honest. Like, it's honesty that counts, pocket. <laughs> I was just like, oh, like it was working right up until the point, like you said, tone it down, David. Tone it down. <laughs> It was the scene was working right up to the point where he said like he, he beat them almost to death. <laughs> should have cut to a shot of like Ruben like listening and then like when he gets to that bit like biting his lip like oh, shut up, Dave. <laughs> yeah, don't tell him that. You're coming over as a really nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, that did laugh when he says like uh, you could see it in her eyes because he must be an eye reader. Yeah, and then I was just laughing because that's just like a line from Samurai Cop where he's like, let's just say. I can read eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he watched it and loved it. Maybe he did. It could be his inspiration for his period, like this period of his movies. <laughs> so the next morning, the gang catches up with them and have a big battle with them. And Ruben, being the absolute legend that he is, sacrifices himself by throwing himself on a grenade. What a legend. Jumps on a grenade, yeah, genius. It's just, I wish he had more to do in the film. You notice, though, he does seem to have a genuine, like, cast on his foot. Yeah, that was odd, wasn't it? Because it's never explained to her. I wonder if he, like hurt himself before the film started. Most likely, because it just seems like he would have had more to do. Because he's yeah. quite a strong, like, hard-ass character. Yeah. Yeah, and he just spends the whole movie getting dragged about. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. So, uh, yeah, the, all the rest of them all die, except Rachel, who was kidnapped by fucking Luther and put in a tent. Yeah, and, and at this bit in the movie, I suddenly thought to myself, fuck, what happened to Fifi the dog? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Heaven is then buried alive. And, uh, yeah, the Fifi comes and rescues him, being a legend, yeah. which is awesome. <laughs> digs him up and stuff. Dead funny, just, like, once they've all disappeared, she just, like, slyly appears and digs him out the ground. Yeah. And how many times, though, in this movie does Heaven get his ass kicked? <laughs> a lot. Like, I kept thinking, like, so is this the bit when he goes all Rambo? And mm. 
then Noel gets his ass kicked again and gets buried alive. Oh yeah, because the, I was th- I was thinking that as well because the trailer makes it look like basically the whole movie happens in the opening half an hour and the rest of the movie is him going around all kitted up, kicking, picking everyone off. But it's not it's like the last fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah. For the majority of the film, you know, say he gets his ass handed to him. Really, like, <laughs> like technically dies twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder if there's like some sort of biblical thing going on there. You know, like with them be like dying and coming back. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, there is Maybe. the fucking like crown of thorns and all that. Yeah, you never know, do you? Yeah. Then he, uh, he gets up, he camply snaps a guy's neck. <laughs> yeah, just then casually. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets kitted up from uh, some army fatigues that were on this scarecrow thing, gets himself some fucking grenades, machine gun, and goes out, basically kicks everyone's fucking face in, doesn't he? Yeah, and that, this is like the proper Rambo bit, where you can see he was just, like, doing a Rambo. Oh, yeah. You know, like, the whole bandana and, like, naked chest with a big machine gun. It was just a whole Rambo scene. Oh, totally. And so, yeah, she even gives him a little headband earlier on and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm not sure whether that's even a real gun that he has, like, <laughs> some crazy... It's like a M16 and a shotgun, like, combined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what I was expecting it to pop up. Like, when they have the gunfight with the... When they finally have a gunfight with the bad guys, like, before they all die... Yeah, I was expecting some plot twist to be like, "Oh shit, they've gave up blanks." <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking that the guns were going to be blanks, but they yeah. never really what used it or went into it. Because it would make sense because they're all a bunch of horrible bastards who would totally do something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rachel's in a tent with a bomb that's set to go off in thirty minutes, and I think at one point Lisa's like, "I might, now nah, I'm not going to rape you. I'm going to." <laughs> Again, <laughs> I just laughed and like shook my head. He's like, he ties at the bed, and I'm like, oh no, here we go. He's gonna, he's gonna rape her. Rape number but five. <laughs> but he's like, I'm gonna set this bomb. You've got thirty minutes to live. I'm like, oh fuck, he's not gonna rape her. But it's like he's given himself a time limit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what he was doing. He's like, I'll probably still rape you within the thirty minutes <laughs> if I put a timer on. I won't spend too long raping you. <laughs> Fucking genius. <laughs> but yeah, well, this is all going on when Helvet's going on outside, like shooting, blowing everyone away, and it's an awesome bit where he jumps off like a big rock and shoots a guy. It was fucking badass. <laughs> yeah, there's little leap. And then he um, has Luther at uh, gunpoint at one moment and says, um, when you bury a man, you better make sure he's dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. I'm pretty sure he nicked from fucking Hang Him High. Because yeah. the line in Hang Him High, I think, is like, when you hang a man, you better look at him. But, All right. And he's doing, and at this point, Heavener just suddenly does an Easter advice. Yeah, he does actually, yeah. yeah. So then uh, Luther buggers off in his car. Heavener jumps on the bonnet himself. You can tell he'd done that himself. That's pretty cool stuff. Yeah, that was pretty cool, actually. And, like, I'm not sure whether they had the car in some sort of gimbal or something when they were filming it. Probably not. It's quite a Probably. low budget movie. But yeah, when it, it was going along, they were genuinely driving at speed. I thought, fuck hell, he's doing his own stunts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then Luther gives the best, like, all right, here's all the info because you're going to die of a speech. <laughs> He's like, he was like, she's in a tent at the top of the ridge, but you're going to die this time. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, why why bother telling them then? <laughs> <laughs> and then fucking Heavener throws a grenade in the car and actually yells, die, motherfucker, which is like, <laughs> yeah. really, when I was thinking about it, Heavener never really swears in his movies, does he? No, I don't. But, that's but, a good point. Other characters do, but I never hear him really swear. No, no, I wonder if he right, doesn't generally do that whole swear thing. Which kind of made the dime with the fucker pack a bit more of a punch. Yeah, yeah, it's probably the first time, maybe, that we've heard him swear. Yeah, which sounds like a small thing, but, like, you know, like I said, he's pretty much not a potty mouth. 
<laughs> no. <laughs> no, it must be his religious uh, angle. He'll give a goddamn or a son of a bitch now and then if it, uh, the script demands it, but never a motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, I'm seeing he's all right with uh, mentally challenged people getting raped and that, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, well, then we'll get Heavener versus Mallard who just creeps up on him and smacks him one out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> Little sly bugger. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Heavener pulls a gun on him and he says, um, My favourite line, maybe's of all time. Yeah, it is. He goes, Heaven appoints the Gundam and get a little call back to the sympathy thing. And he's like, You want sympathy? It's between shit and syphilis in the dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking pissed myself at that line. Like, proper guffawed, like, really loudly. And not because I thought it was, like, shit. It's because it's, it's a cool line, but it's just so fucking out of nowhere. It's just out of nowhere and over the top. I'm pretty sure Heaven had probably thought of that line before he came up with the movie. <laughs> He just came up the line and was like, I'm just going to have to make a movie now. He came up with that line, then he went for a dump. <laughs> and that's when he started writing the script. Yeah. But yeah, and then he fucking did quite a nasty, realistic-looking headshot when he shoots Mallard in the face. Yeah, yeah. It's quite cool. nasty, isn't it? Yeah, and then you see, like, another follow-up shot of him lying dead. Yeah. It was a bit snuff at that point. <laughs> so yeah, then it's just him and Rachel and the dog left. <clears throat> driving off into the fucking sunset apparently yeah. after all of the friends being brutally murdered <laughs> and leaving a trail of bodies behind them they just drive off to have a happy life together and Hebner has to go back to the hospital and explain why he's the only one who survived yeah. <laughs> uh, obviously I think they have a, a, a final random scene where the police officer stops them and they so. give him the fake name and say he's Jim Alexander he's a doctor and he's all damn right I am <laughs> and then he says Let's go home. And the credits roll, another Heaven of Tune pops up, and that was Kill Crazy. It was fucking great. It was. It was my favourite Heaven of Film so far. Me too. And I was like, when I was watching the trailer for the first time, I was like, I'm pretty sure when I see that, it's going to become my new favourite Heaven of Movie, and it totally is. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, it's everything that we like about Heaven in one film. Mm-hmm. And like I was saying, it, it delivered what I always hoped a heaven a movie delivers like that tr- classic trashy action just totally over the top and kind of tasteless <laughs> yeah yeah and like for all you know like we've joked about the rape and stuff at least it's not like done in a graphic way or anything no no like they're done quite so you know you're not like you know like put off or, or like revolted by it or anything no so I mean it's still a bit like fucking hell I can't believe you did that yeah <laughs> but at least it's not like in your face and you're like oh I can't even watch it <laughs> I think it's because, like, actually, to be honest, that's always the rape is always a prime thing in heaven. Probably because it's always a fucking a powerful thing in a film to get revenge for. Yeah, but he always uses. I mean, it's in Deadly React. I don't think there's any rape and rage and cage and just crush a woman's hand in the vice. Yeah, <laughs> which you know, it's pretty bad. Oh yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, but <laughs> so yeah, I would highly recommend. I mean, you know, we always fucking even if we're like that was pretty shit. We're always like go see. But having her anyway. Yeah, definitely. It's a lot of fun. He's I think a legend. He is a fucking legend. Uh, I think next, um, I was talking to Grindhouse Dave on Twitter yesterday, and he was like, don't forget about Angel Blade, so I think we should do Angel Blade next. But a more recent and erotic Hevner. Yeah. I think, interesting. I think Dave called it Hevner Erotica. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, or, or Sexual Hevner, I can't remember what he said. <laughs> sexual Heaven. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'll take you to Heaven. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take you to Heaven. What a legend. Welcome back, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to talk about Mr. Another David Hevner, of course, with his 2002 erotic epic that is Angel Blade. 
Angel Blade. Not to be confused with the hentai. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was looking for bloody a, a decent, like, cover photo to use for the banner and stuff. And turns out there's also a hentai movie called Angel Blade. <laughs> it's one of them titles, like, in it, where you pretty much know what you're going to get when you hear the t- You know, it's like After Dark, sort of. On Sky Movies, After the Watershed sort of movie. The only thing that's missing in the movie is Shannon Tweed, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So, I mean, how would you describe the genre? Would you describe it as an erotic thriller or like a, a murder mystery or, or a dark... I would say erotic thriller. It is pretty much an erotic thriller. Yeah, definitely. With a kind of few surreal moments, I guess. It gets yeah. a bit weird at points where you're like, is this actually happening? I've got no idea. Yeah, it's a bit. It's I mean, typical Heavener, unfortunately. It's it's a bit. It's no, a bit no, mixed no. Up. You mean you mean classic Heavener? That's like always, <laughs> that's how you usually describe it. Classic Heavener. Yeah, it's like it potentially could be good, but it's a little bit mixed up yeah. in the editing and stuff. Mm. So yeah, there's times when you're like, "Is this happening, or is this a dream, or I'm confused now?" Yeah, I mean, so we'll start at the beginning, like what we do with Heavener movies. Give you a blow yep. by blow. So by the way, folks, this movie has a twist. So, spoilers. Yeah, spoiler review. But if you see the cover on IMDb... <laughs> That's true. Not, not so much a spoiler. <laughs> oh, not really. I noticed that when I was just looking at the cover before. I was like, what a fucking spoiler that is. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do that, your own film? <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, we'll open with um, some shots of a, a rather distressed-looking young woman chained to a wall wearing only um, some religious underpants mm. as a... A guy with black gloves, drinking a glass of wine, smoking a cigarette, and brandishing a knife over it. And it was just made, did this bit look cut to you? Yeah, oh, I, was, I literally wrote that down. First thing I wrote down, weird editing. What's yeah, because the music jumps and stuff. Yeah, they've obviously, I reckon it's probably something to do with the knife. Like, he's run the, the knife over her breasts too much. Well, that's, well that's what I thought, because I know the, the version I watched was off a UK DVD, and I think you did as well. Yeah. And... I know the BBFC used to have a big problem with that, like knives near naked breasts and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But then I, when I, when I went, hold on a second, I went back, and there is a shot of the knife going over a uh, titties. Titties. <laughs> I'm just going to use that loads now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then it seems to cut out the bit where it cuts, it se- he seems to like cut her stomach, doesn't he? Mm. And it seems to just cut that bit out completely, including other random shots in between. It was a really oddly edited scene. Oh, yeah. Uh, but then again, you don't know, it could just be... Bad editing as well. Uh, I mean, I don't know, because I said the music jumps too much. It seems like a BBFC job to me. Yeah, most likely it is, like. Well, yeah, she gets her throat cut, and then then we'll meet uh, David Hebner, who's playing a character called Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. (laughs) (laughs) Bit random. Uh, He's a a burnt-out detective. Oh, he's suspended from the force. He's sweating. Because apparently yeah. it's really hot where they Everyone it's, sweats a lot in this movie. Yeah, it's set in Vegas, isn't it, as well? Yeah. Which is a bit of a change for heaven. Yeah, and no doubt they must have actually filmed on, on location because oh, yeah. people, people for the entire movie look genuinely warm. <laughs> it's a good thing. It makes it a bit noirish, I guess, that like it's all sweaty and in mm. Vegas and everyone's burnt out and it's all a bit dark and seedy and full of tension yeah. and stuff. But yeah, he's, um, his old lieutenant comes to see him and informs him about these apparent, they're called angel killings. Mm. Well, actually, as well, his lieutenant, which I hate that this scene, how it set it up, like, there was someone hiding in his apartment when David Heavener returned to his, back to his grotty apartment. Yeah. And, like, he jumps out of him. And I was thinking, like, why the fuck would he hide? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> well, if he knows him and he's mates with him, why would he hide in his bedroom and then leap out of him? Yeah, but I tell you what, though, he takes a fucking 
big mahogany chair across the back like a champ. <laughs> Smacks him with a chair, breaks, and he's like, bloody hell, man, Bradley, yeah. calm down, will you? Give us a beer and that. They just sit down and have a, a good old chitty chat. I think that I like nitpicked out. I was like, right, you go out, right? It's fucking red hot. You're a burnout car. Why would you go out and buy three beers? <laughs> yeah, it's like a really small bag. <laughs> just puts like a beer in his fridge and then Nick has one and then gives one to his mate. I was like, you lightweight, haven't you? <laughs> go get some three fucking beers. special brew in that. You'll get, like, a 20-pack. Yeah, be a real burnt-out cop. <laughs> but uh, at this point, he mentions, uh, of course, because he's a burnt-out cop, he had a wife who died, and we'll get a flashback to some the happy times. Yeah. Which yeah. is <laughs> <Just> very, very... <laughs> it did really, like, it's on the nose. And it's just like, hey, look how nice the sky is. My wife's pregnant. We're going to have a great life together. <laughs> mm. it's like, oh, Jesus. Again, just totally doing the lethal weapon thing, isn't it? Yeah. Well. Oh, the, the, the dead wife and stuff. I was just like, oh, God. Mm-hmm. But then you find out, of course, that um, this gives a heavenless character, like, a bit of a, hmm, I may have to get involved in this, where you find out that the, the people being killed uh, are prostitutes who are pregnant. They're all pregnant. Mm. Yeah. Uh, heavenless thinks, I'm getting back on the case, pretty much. I hate the uh, the dialogue as well. Like I was again laughing at this, where the lieutenants like uh, obviously there's a bit of exposition about the fact that David Evan has been suspended from the force and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but the lieutenants like ah, you you know that the commissioner had no choice to suspend you. Um, he had everyone on his back, and then David Evan's like, yeah, well, when I bring in one of the top ten FBI's most wanted, and I don't get a thanks for it, but I get suspended, I, I'm angry. And then the lieutenants like. You're right. They shouldn't have suspended it. <laughs> I was like, "Fucking hell, you you turn quick." <laughs> yeah, fucking Miss Carter should have been like, "What? Hold on, what?" <laughs> <laughs> I now no longer believe anything you say. <laughs> what, one thing though that I will nitpick at because it's a fucking plot hole. Okay, when he uh, when he when it cuts to the flashback briefly of him being suspended, he's in a mm. sheriff's outfit because it's you know it's Vegas. Yeah, um, and then later on when. Uh, Amanda Rigatti's character says uh, I like a man in uniform he says I don't wear a uniform I don't even have one mm. you did when you were suspended <laughs> <laughs> yeah like if he was suspended as a detective why was he why did he have a uniform and stuff oh, I don't know pretty stupid <laughs> maybe they could only rent the uniform for one day <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was too warm heaven I was like I'm not wearing that fucking uniform again. <laughs> <laughs> we've already filmed the scene fuck it I don't care <laughs> but then he heads to the police station and we meet uh, his pal Kyle, played by Lewis Mandlow from Martial Law. Yeah. <laughs> you remember him? I love. I always liked him in Martial Law. I thought he was a cool actor. Yeah, and again, that guy, he's like one of them faces. You go, oh, I know him. Yeah, yeah. And his character pretty much consists of a guy that just smokes constantly. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? Yeah. And it's refreshing to see that. I miss, I miss um, you know, 80s, 90s, and uh, to a certain extent, movies made in 2000s with the uh, police stations where all the cops are just chain smokers. <laughs> Yeah. You never see that anymore. Smoking and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll meet the commissioner. It was uh, Richard Mull. Richard Mull, who was the who I just straight away was like, it's the guy from Loaded Weapon. <laughs> stay to the right. Stay to the right. Stay to the right. I'm going to stay to the right. <laughs> <laughs> the best bit in that film, over. So instantly, I could not take his character seriously. <laughs> Total camp. He's such a, a big guy, him as well. He's huge, Mark. man. Like, <laughs> like seven foot or something. With the like DVD being full screen, I like just like sort of zoomed in on me telly. Mm. And there's one, there's one scene where he was in the shot and you just couldn't see his head. <laughs> just not too big. He looks about eight foot or something. But to be honest, though, 
if I hadn't have seen Loaded Weapon, I would have probably considered him quite menacing because he does have quite a menacing face, certain point. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you get the whole like trash talk between him and the commission and stuff. The commission's running for mayor and all that, and he's like, "Don't you get in my way?" and all that type of stuff. Typical stuff. Well, we we'll, we'll, we'll know the conversation. We've seen it a million times. Yeah. And uh, just uh, something as well that I thought about at this point was, uh, I thought it really struck me that this film looked like a cheap porn <laughs> when they got the police station. <laughs> yeah. I don't know something about it. I was just like, oh, it has a really, like, porn feel about it. It has a, like, up too late when you're 12 watching Sky movies. <laughs> yeah. to it. Yeah. Waiting for some Shannon Tweed. <laughs> then you see that police station, you're like, oh, it's porn. <laughs> I don't know, it's just something about the building they decided to shoot that in. It, just, it screams porn to me. Because <laughs> it's probably not even, it's probably just like an office building or something. Yeah. Where, they make, where they make staples or something. Like that. <laughs> uh, then he gets a lead to uh, maybe check out this author for some reason. I can't remember why. Yeah, well, he's like a, a psychologist and he, he deals, he, he dealt with the two previous murder victims. That's it, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm forgetting the plot here. <laughs> See, I was paying attention. <laughs> I was just waiting for tits. <laughs> uh, we're played by Mark Singer from V. Mm, yeah, and Beastmaster, of Beast course. Beastmaster, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Beastmaster. With these fucking pecs. Because I was thinking, I was, actually, I was like, who's he from again? Because I know the name Mark Singer, and then I was like, looked up, I was like, oh, of course, V, man. But God, it's fucking Beastmaster's where I know him from. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's primarily, yeah. It was his biggest role, wasn't it, basically, Beastmaster? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, arguably. I mean, V was, obviously, he was the main character and stuff, so mm. you could maybe say V was his biggest role. The um, biggest movie was probably Beastmaster, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I always think Mark Singer is just a poor man's Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not think? <laughs> he could have been Kevin Bacon's big brother in a movie, couldn't he? Yeah, yeah, I always think that. I used to always think, like, as a kid, I used to always think, was Kevin Bacon in V? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Although I also thought Freddie Mercury was in Highlander. Well, so you know you can't go off much without think. <laughs> Freddie Mercury, you know that that bit in the alleyway when he's got an Uzi. When <laughs> <laughs> you watched it, when you were old, we like, "What the fuck was that on when I was a kid?" <laughs> <laughs> Looks nothing like Freddie. Looks nothing like But I always remembered it. It was definitely Freddie Mercury. In your yeah. mind, you're like, "Well, he did the soundtrack. It makes sense." <laughs> nuts kid <laughs> but yeah I love the way Hebner in this scene just goes straight for the fucking bad cop role where he gives the book and like two Polaroids of dead prostitutes yeah, and he's like, like oh, how oh, did they get <laughs> how did they get in there you fucking murdering bastard <laughs> yeah like, Jesus like litigation and stuff and when you think back to how the film ends you kind of really feel sorry for that character <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah it doesn't make any sense does it like the most innocent person in the film Retrospectively, this film is just like ridiculous. <laughs> Why would Heaven be investigating the crime for fuck's sake? <laughs> but then um, you get to lead to where these panties came from with the uh, the angels on. The angels on, and he heads to this uh, sort of like lingerie shop where they just put on random lingerie shows every day. Yeah, it's a place called Bear Essentials. <laughs> I didn't notice that. That's I noticed the same outside. That's, yeah. that's very nice. That's so. <laughs> and I noticed uh, it's quite random. I noticed Ice T's wife is one of the fucking models. Really? <laughs> yeah, like, that is random. Is that fucking Ice T's wife? And then looked it up on IMDb. He's like, "Yes, it is. That's random as fuck." <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Margot Kidder is another um, f- familiar face to the cast. Yeah, it was uh, yeah. sort of the cashier at the shop. 
Yeah, just adding, like I said, adding their star power to the poster, basically. She's in literally two scenes and then got stabbed. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, you know, I guess it was quite nice to see Margot get in. Uh, But now we'll meet Amanda Rigetti's character, who I believe is called Sam. Yeah. Who is freaking hot. Yeah, she is, actually. She's really hot, yeah. And it's nice to see, because, you know, I always think, heaven is films... The, the hot women in mm. uh, speech marks, quotation marks, are always like 90s hot where they've got like big hair and they're not really that attractive. <laughs> you and your fucking decade of hotness scale you have. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, she's, she's okay. She's 70s hot. Yeah, 70s hot. And like, like Frasier, all the women in Frasier are 90s hot. <laughs> hey, Shannon Tweed was in Frasier. <laughs> you know, there's a certain level. Like, they'd be attractive, but if you like transported them to now, they, they wouldn't be attractive. <laughs> I don't, I don't believe in that at all. <laughs> hot, hot to me. Maybe <laughs> give them a slightly less bigger blouse if they're an 80s movie. <laughs> <laughs> Tone the hair down and yeah. take off the ankle socks and stuff. <laughs> but no, she, she is hot in this film. Yeah, very hot. And then she has a brief conversation with Heaven where she gives him a, some information about a guy who bought a shed load of panties. Yeah. And then we get... that was uh, unusual or anything. <laughs> And then we'll get the quickest uh, transition from meeting someone to shagging them I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I think because he's literally like, yeah, thanks for that. And he turns around and she's like, hey, I never dated a cop. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fancy a fuck. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> like, like, I've never dated a cop. I like a man in uniform. Oh, I haven't got one. I do. Brown, blown in the toilet. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and yeah, it's a pretty grim scene again. Just it, like it is uh, uh, putting her hands down his pants, and that I just felt uncomfortable. It's like it's not like obviously it's not it's not hardcore, it's not graphic, but I'm not just the, the speed of it, and just because it's heaven <laughs> for some reason. Yeah, I didn't like seeing heaven get blown. <laughs> no, I did not like heaven getting blown. At this point, it was almost like seeing me dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably true. That's, I'm so I'm used so to him now. <laughs> yeah, it was like because I've never seen him in that sort of role. No. So it, yeah, it's very uncomfortable. Yeah. And then that's over with, like that. And I'm like, did that happen? Yeah, again, see, this is what I was talking about. Like, I was thinking, is this just having a, having a dream, though? Like, I don't really follow what's going on. Because she was suddenly dressed in a uniform as well. Yeah. So, like, where did she get this uniform from? But, like, when, when, whenever that happens, a sex scene with her, it happens in the same way, like a weird transition. And then when we get to the end, and after I watched it, I was like, so did all of that actually happen? Like, all the mad sex he had with her or not? Or was he just imagining it? Yeah, quite yeah, possible. It seems like it. And that could be genius, to be fair. <laughs> I think it is pretty genius. And a good way for him to write in some sex scenes with a really hot actress. <laughs> yeah, and, and that that's the worst part about it. And the fact that Heavener has wrote and directed this movie and starred as the principal actor and stuff. And in no it. doubt being involved heavily in casting. Yeah, so he's like cast some pretty hot girl who's like having to like pretend to blow him and stuff. Yeah. It's like, damn. <laughs> Yeah, and there's another scene later on there where you think, right, he wrote this, so hats off to him because he did that. <laughs> we'll get to it later. We'll get to it. Uh, but next we'll have a classic, uh, what I always love in low-budget cop movies, where someone has to look through the database to find some information. Mm. And did you notice all he's doing is typing in the word? <laughs> <laughs> classic fucking, like, late 90s, early 2000s, where they just totally don't understand that, technology just, and the internet. No, so they're just like, it's probably just like a... 
fucking Word document in there. <laughs> yeah. It's literally Word. If they show the computer screen once, I say, you're just typing into Microsoft Word. <laughs> <laughs> just typing a bunch of words. So it reminded us of a, there's a fucking amazing scene in No Retreat, No Surrender 3, which is exactly the same thing. Oh, I'm at the desk looking for information on my computer. And at one point it shows what he sees on the screen. And you can see in the top corner that the document is called Top Secret Doc. <laughs> <laughs> that you would actually call it Top Secret. Yeah, but it's obviously they've just probably just done that for the movie. Like, oh, well, I'll call this Top Secret Cuts on the scene where he's hacking the database. But you can just say it in the film, Top underscore Secret dot Doc. Dot Doc. It's ridiculous. And, and it goes all the way at the top that movies do that. Like, you know, it's like the classic mistake in Jurassic Park, mm. where it's just a video, isn't it? Where... Uh, they're supposed to be watching like a live feed of someone on the phone at the docks saying there's like rain. Yeah. Like the storm's coming in. But it's just a, a Windows Media Player window and there's like a, a time bar like playing. <laughs> in the box. Yeah, it's amazing. So, you know, it doesn't it doesn't have to be a low-budget film either. It can go right at the top with a big full, full-on Spielberg movie and it, they still do the same daft mistakes. Though. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Yeah. But next we get some more random uh, sex. With uh, him and Sam, um, is it? Okay. I didn't. I must have like, switched I, off. I may. I may have just missed the whole chunk and just went straight to the note about sex. Uh, what about the bit when he goes to the author's house? Did everyone miss that, or was was the sex scene before? <laughs> uh, he goes to the author's house. Uh, th- yeah, that, before yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, that's alright. Yeah. I must have just forgot about the sex scene. <laughs> then he has like. A- I don't know, it was a bit uncomfortable where he, like, pulls up Andy's off and then just jumps on her back. I was like, Hebner, stop oh, it, stop yeah, it, that, Yeah, there's that bit, yeah, of course, forgot about that. Yeah, he, oh, yeah, he's, like, <laughs> kissing her and running his face all over her and stuff. Yeah. I was just like, oh, Jesus. You just don't <laughs> yeah. want to see him do that. Again, I felt extremely uncomfortable during that scene. Yeah, I said it's like watching someone you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he's on the trail of um, Tyrone. So he heads to some weird fucking, I don't know what the fuck it is, some weird hotel where the receptionist is naked. Yeah, yeah. What is it? What it's, What is that place? Must be like a brothel sort of hotel. Yeah. And this is two, brothel motel. Two guys at the front desk playing bongos and stuff. It's really surreal. Yeah. <laughs> and then he uh, finds Tyrone and has a big-ass scrap with him, which seems, it's, I actually quite like that. I mean, I know a joke last night that it looked totally unrehearsed and heaven not looked <laughs> terrified, but it actually looks like quite a realistic scuffle. Yeah, very realistic, yeah. Like I joked, probably that actor guy probably just found out he wasn't being paid that week. (laughs) He's like, I'm going to fucking show you during this scene. Fucking Don Wallace just got the news that he ain't getting paid. And it's like, great, you can't do it. just say, he pretty much just gets Hebner in a headlock and just throws him around the room for about five minutes. Yeah, and, it, you know, it's, like, quite realistic. Because, you know, like, Hollywood always has, like, these big dramatic punches and stuff. And people take, like, five and six punches to the face. Yeah. But in a real fight, you just fumble about, like, a tit and fall over TVs and stuff and that, really. Yeah, you know, to Hebner's credit, I don't think there's a single punch thrown in the entire fight. It's just all wrestling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the guy... I wears the most like unflattering like leopard print underpants. Yeah, <laughs> I bet he loved having to do a fight scene in those. Yeah, and both of them are extremely sweaty as well. He's yeah, oh, awesome. One of my first movies, I get to do a fight scene in these horrible underpants. Yeah, but uh, then he arrests Tyrone after the receptionist hits him over the head with a vase. Yeah, and then we we'll get the sweaty, sweaty, very sweaty, smoky interrogation scene. Yeah, extremely sweaty again. Everyone's literally just dripping all over the desk and stuff. I love that uh, there's a bit, Stacey pointed this out, oh, I missed it actually, where he's like... What's pressed, Stacey? 
the shit I subject that to. <laughs> <laughs> but during the interrogation, where you know when he's like banging on the desk and getting closer and stuff to his face, yeah. uh, and like in the foreground, someone just slowly puts a cup of coffee on the desk. <laughs> and I don't know why it is. It is funny, like if you watch it back, like in the middle of like a really tense situation, someone's like, "Here's your brew." <laughs> <laughs> just like slipping it in the background <laughs> like what the fuck yeah we watched it back and it's really funny when you notice it just someone just slipping it in <laughs> just dump that over the top that'll be true just is that Bruce Bradley do you want, do you want a bit oh you're busy I'll come back I'll come back do you want biscuits <laughs> that's genius here's <laughs> your brew <laughs> um, but yeah yeah he stamps on his foot or something as well. He know, does. He, he gets a bit brutal with him. Yeah, just stamps on his foot. Really? Yeah. Just like, could there not have been a bit more brutal, like punch him in the gut or something? <laughs> but then uh, he's told to go outside and talk to the lieutenant and the doctor. Mark Singer's back, and then the commission turns up, and they're basically they're being a bit shady, saying you've got to release him. Yeah. And then he this pisses having to write off, of course. And uh, the doctor gets right up. Uh, on David Heavener's ear and whispers into it and slowly licks his ear and stuff. He <laughs> pretty much does, doesn't he? Yeah. He gets, like, within, like, a centimetre of uh, Heavener's ear when he's talking to him. I was like, what's with all the fucking close talking going on in this film? Everyone's, like, an inch from each other's face. He's just trying to make everything erotic. <laughs> yeah. And there's loads of close-up shots as well. Like, Singer's got, like, fucking about a dozen close shots <laughs> of his face where it's just his entire face fills the entire frame. <laughs> Fucking hell, man, back up a bit. <laughs> but at this point, though, he starts, like, uh, jabbing at heaven about, like, what happened to his wife and stuff. Mm. And you find out what happened to his wife. Turns out she died because she's a dumbass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, again, I, I totally comment on this. Basically, she died because of her own stupidity. <laughs> yeah, if you're, if you're, like, nine months pregnant, you're two weeks away from giving birth, and you're doing photography on a roof, would you really step out onto some like block that's sticking out of a building to get a good photo no you wouldn't surely he could have thought of a better way for his wife to die than that yeah I mean he, he refers to it as my wife was killed she wasn't killed <laughs> she died <laughs> that's died an accurate. stupid fault <laughs> um, and also like when she does slip and she grabs onto the you know the ledge and she's hanging there like she could have just put her foot on the ledge <laughs> Like, again, it just, they didn't try at all with that. Like, yeah. I thought, come on, you could have fucking, like, even just crossing the road, getting run over would have been better. Like, at this point, I was almost expecting it to be like, I don't know, it's the same killer or something. Yeah. They killed yeah. his wife, but then, no, she just fell off a roof because she's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> it's like fucking ridiculous. But of course, with heaven, he's all hepped up, so he goes back and has more sex with uh, Amanda Regetti. <laughs> just like yes. any opportunity, he's like, Fucking hell, she's been cast out of sex scene, out of sex scene. Yeah. <laughs> Naked, dry humper. <laughs> Anything. Fucking hell, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. Like, she starts to act weird at this point, though. Mm, at this at this point in the movie, I thought, actually, as well, it was going to go down at the basic instinct route. Oh, it's totally gone for the basic instinct route, isn't it? Yeah. But we've got some, uh, like, classic Enya-style soft porn music at the same yeah. time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like, oh, here we go. I'm, I'm flashbacks here to, like, Night Eyes 4 and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> But it's just like a a weird moment where she puts a knife under her chin and rests it on Heaven's chest whilst humping him. Mm, like pr- pleasure, pain sort of thing. Bit dangerous, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but Heaven seems to like it, which is even more disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot about Heaven's reactions to shit that's kind of disturbing. Just a bit. 
uh, we'll get uh, more lingerie show now, which is uh, just basically people shaking their ass at the camera for 10 minutes. Yeah, it like jumps to the uh, the strip club, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. And what was the the shit with this this creepy guy that was like? <laughs> just, what? I just remember that now, actually. Yeah, yeah. Like he was just there, and he's all like, like, yeah, like you know, hungrily looking at the girls, and I was thinking, oh, is this the murderer then? And mm. then you just never see this guy ever again. <laughs> it's just a really crap attempt at a red heron because until now I completely forgot he was in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Once that scene was over, I think I was like, he's not the killer. I just completely forgot about it. Yeah. yeah. If he'd shown up maybe one or two more times, like spying yeah. on a house or something, you'd be like, oh, hold on a second. But no. Turns up, gives her a water cash and buys loads of laundry and you never see him again. <laughs> I guess because the next scene, this is where Kit, uh, Margot Kidder gets attacked. Oh, wait, yeah. you think she's been murdered at this point? Yeah, you do actually, which is again weird. But still, but, yeah. after that scene, not a peep from this guy. <laughs> yeah. So. Totally stupid and random, mm. but yeah, the the you know the the shutting the place up for the night. Margot Kidder says goodbye to uh, that Samantha uh, Sam girl, yeah, yeah, and then the lights go out, typically. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stalked for a bit while she's there. Uh, yeah, she gets to go, and mm. she's uh, and then you don't see anything. You see a knife. Uh, you see the crew shadows all over the place because <laughs> <laughs> of the poor lighting. You're like, what? There were a gang of them. <laughs> <laughs> there's just one bit where like there's like a, like a few shadows like dance across uh, Margot Kidder's like chest and I was just like <laughs> like she's supposed to be like looking for the murderer and there's shadows all over it I was <laughs> like that is so lame um, but yeah and then she gets her, her throat slashed doesn't she yeah, so. mm, yeah and then now we have the, the creme de la creme scene of the movie mm. <laughs> <laughs> Which, no doubt, like, it'll be the thing that gets this film remembered. So. Yeah, if anyone sees this film, this is the only scene you probably remember. <laughs> yeah. Uh, basically, yeah, he comes over to her house because his mate's been looking after her for the night. He takes a shower, goes to bed. Then he wakes up in the morning and she's brought him breakfast in bed, but she's naked and just wearing, like, a little penny. Mm. Which I was like, that's pretty hot. Yeah. And then, uh, basically, handcuffs him to the bed, flips him over... <laughs> and gets some shaving cream. Yeah, and puts it on one of his ass cheeks. So you get a nice fucking close up of David having his ass for about 10 minutes. <laughs> I was like, Dave, I don't want to see your ass. <laughs> and then shaves his ass with a knife. And, and only shaves one cheek. <laughs> I was like, why did you shave his ass? Why did you shave it anyway? Why just one cheek though? Let's finish the job. <laughs> and then, like, starts, like, sort of, like, teasing the handle of the knife around his bumhole. <laughs> Enos. Enos. And then just jams the handle up his ass, <laughs> And he's all like, ah, and I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, I don't want to see this happen now. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, shocked that the, that the movie had gone that far. <laughs> I, I was in the middle of texting here going, oh my God, I've just seen David Hevner get his ass shaved. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I had the rest. <laughs> yeah. no, the message you a bit before when I knew you were watching, I was like, have you got up to the bit where you're, you're going to be scarred for life? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it's fucking terrible, man. But then afterwards, it's like they just have a normal sex. Yeah, yeah, so like... Is that, 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 that foreplay? Again, it's just a fucking stupid red heron. Mm. The, the fact that they're like... Because, like, in the next scene, she's like, you know, normal again. And by the end of the film, she's like a scared little damsel in distress. Yeah. Uh, you know, an all-American, like, girl and stuff. And But, like, in this scene, she's like a dominatrix stuff. To be honest, I thought she was quite... Eerie when she was doing the crazy eyes and stuff, and the way she was yeah. talking and stuff. I think she did it really well. 
Yeah, definitely, yeah. Instead of we need some of the harm, just to say. No, I'm just thinking as well, because we're just... Uh, we skipped over another red heron actually when uh, when she is at the flat and she's asleep <laughs> yeah. uh, and the the, uh, the partner the Kyle character yeah. he like he, he slowly puts on a glove <laughs> and then he gets a knife out the drawer and then he approaches her and I was like oh what's going to go on and then he like just spins round and opens the oven <laughs> takes out a couple of burgers I was just like what what, why, what the fuck, man? And what kind of an oven glove is that anyway? Yeah, it's the most sinister fucking oven glove. <laughs> Just a fucking murderer's glove, basically. Like the fucking oven glove from, like, the fucking Dario Argento range of kitchenware. Want to look like a serial killer while you're making pies by these? Again, I was, at this point, I was totally thinking, like, naked gun or, or like, uh, loaded weapons. <laughs> He's wearing like a black glove, a giant ass knife, and then just takes a couple of burgers out and has a little bit to eat. <laughs> I was just like, I could easily write a spoof version of this film. And for starters, it's quite cheeky. She falls asleep, so he's like, I'm going to fucking raid the fridge. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's isn't it her flat? Yeah. <laughs> like, he's just fucking helping himself to her fridge. Nicking her fucking Aberdeen Angus burgers out the fridge and shit. <laughs> cheeky bastard. <laughs> but yeah, then after the um, knife up the arse scene, uh, they, they find that the commish has been killed. Poor Richard Mull. Uh, yeah, his throat's lashed. And um, what happens next? Oh yeah, well, this way we'll find out that Margot Kidder is still alive. And mm. for some reason, the lieutenant figures out heaven as the murderer. <laughs> yeah, somehow. <laughs> he listens, sure to, listens to a voicemail and goes, it's fucking heaven. I was like, I, don't, I missed that. Did I miss something? Or No. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just suspects that he was always a bit of a perv. Yeah, because later on he's like, I always had a suspicion. It's like, why the fuck did you put him back in the case? Then? <laughs> yeah. Just the most reckless lieutenant ever. Yeah. So yeah, Kid uh, is still alive. He shows her a Polaroid and she nods her head. And then you're like, oh, it's obviously it's obviously not the girl because they've yeah. been hinted at that the whole time. And to yeah. be honest, I wasn't... I think part of it was at one point maybe thought it would be, it would be amusing if Heaven had turned out to be the killer. Yeah. But yeah. I never really thought he would be for some reason. No, because, well, has he played a bad guy at all? Uh, the one of the living dead, that's it. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, he has done it. Mm. But, yeah, I don't know, I just, I didn't see it coming as, like, you know, that much of a bad guy. Mm. Yeah, I just assumed it would be the girl. I thought he's not, it, no, that's a bit I was going to say he's not that clever, but I just didn't think that the plot was that clever to just have a twist like that, but. Yeah. Mm. And then when it, the twist is cool, I mean, it kind of makes sense, I guess, but not really. I bet if I watched it again, I'd be like, this is bullshit. Yeah. Well, and as well, like, why is he living in, like, a really scummy flat if he's got some fucking country clubhouse? <laughs> like some big fucking palatial fucking cabin out the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Random. Yeah, because, like, she drives out, doesn't she? Like, obviously, to, like, to get away from the danger uh, after the commissioner's been killed. She, she like... Well, the, the scene's missing, essentially, but you, you, I don't know if you'd just assume that Heavener's character said, like, look, here's an address, yeah. go out there, and you'll be safe there. Yeah, it's almost like they've just got rid of that scene, so you'll still think she's the murderer, which, because yeah. I was like, what, so it's Heavener's house? I was, like, confused for 10 seconds. Yeah, yeah, because she goes and there's, like, pictures of Heavener and stuff. Yeah, and I thought, all right, it's just some mad stalker. That's obviously, you know, what they're trying to aim at, but at the same time, you're like, there's no explanation as to why she's there. Yeah. <laughs> sake. <laughs> nice. um, so yeah, Heavener turns up and he's like, oh, so you found the place all right and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Heavener just starts acting weird, doesn't he? Yeah, she goes off uh, 
to do something, go, go for a waz or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Comes back and Hebner's having a glass of wine and he's smoking and she's all, what the fuck? And he's like, hey, honey, you know I always like a cigarette with my wine. How's the baby and all that shit? Yeah, and she's like, uh-oh. <laughs> she's like, fuck. <laughs> and as Hebner's going to put some uh, kebabs on the barbecue, she tries to escape. Yeah. Well, tries. I mean, use the word loosely, like. <laughs> she, 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 like, taps with an open hand on a few of the windows, then goes, oh, fuck it, I'll just go hide in the cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm sorry, but at this point, being trapped in a house with a, a David Hevner who was acting, like, genuinely creepy as fuck, yeah, yeah. I would be, like, just running and throwing myself through the glass. <laughs> yeah, I thought Hevner was pretty badass. Yeah, actually, he was genuinely creepy. <laughs> Yeah, I would be doing my fucking damnedest to get out of that house. Oh, yeah. I, 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 my plan would not be, I will just go upstairs and hide. <laughs> yeah, it's because as well, like, he literally switches instantly mm-hmm. and he's a creepy bastard. Which yeah. It's quite fun, actually. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Walking around, like, really slow, just holding a knife and shit, and, like, going up to a baby's crib and there's no baby there, and he's, like, stroking an imaginary baby's head and stuff. And yeah. It's quite, quite fucking creepy when you think about it. Oh, and, yeah. That the Sam character she finds like the the sex dungeon setup, doesn't she? Yeah, as well, which obviously tells her, you know, right, it's definitely him, and he's the murderer. Yeah, he's not just having a bad day. <laughs> yeah, but uh, when she when she eventually escapes in the car, mm, classic, and then Evna pops up behind, and he's like, "Going for a ride, honey." I was like, "That's pretty funny." Yeah, it was really funny. It was a funny camera angle as well. Like, yeah. just like smacking his face with the shadows and that. He yeah. looked like, again, a total, like, creepy fuck. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, it's funny as in, like, it's just a funny one-liner, like a good cheesy one-liner and stuff. <clears throat> and, um, oh, yeah, and he's walking through the woods doing nursery rhymes and stuff. Yeah. It's a great yeah. it's a great bit of harm, but, I mean, it's not harm in a bad way. It's harm in a good old-fashioned horror way, I think. I, thought, I, yeah. I really enjoyed this part of the movie. Yeah, no, me too. Like, I think, he, you know, it would be interesting to see Heaven just as an out-and-out out bad guy. Yeah. Rather than having, like, you know, him flipping and stuff, just having him, like, as a total, like, you know, Bates character or something like that. If I ever made a movie one day, I would fucking full-on hire him. <laughs> yeah, definitely. would be just a total bastard, wouldn't it? would be yeah. great. But then she, like, oh, she's running from she trips, bangs her head on a rock, and then Hebner puts the knife in her hand to try and frame her, obviously. But when you think about it, that's the last we see of her. We don't even know if she died. No, no, she just bangs her head and lies out there. So, yeah. Because yeah, it ends um, quite open-ended, really, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, well, you see, there's the, the brief scene of when she finds that doctor's body. Mm-hmm. So that ties that up as well, doesn't it? So yeah. they... Uh, I think the uh, singer's character, Mark Singer's character, is dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lieutenant turns up at the house and he's all like, "Oh, I know it's you." Points a gun at him and he's like, "Where are you going?" Yeah, uh, and then it just ends, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah you, you, they both point guns at each oh, other. And then you just hear yeah. uh, two gunshots and then the credits. Yeah, so it's, uh, you know, I don't mind ambiguous endings, but that was just like not an ending. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of, I kind of liked it. I was, uh, I, I liked it just because I wasn't not expecting it to end like that. I just think, like, fuck off. Just show someone getting killed, man. Like, I don't know. It's an ambiguous ending where there just wasn't a need for an ambiguous ending. It's kind of the ending you would love if it was in a TV show finale. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? You'd be like, oh, fucking, I've got to wait six months now. But, yeah, I know what you mean. But I I guess I just thought, hmm, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. (laughs) But we'll we'll miss the scene where having a fucking broke my heart, man, where he's crying and shit. Talking to the pictures. He's, oh. talk, he's talking to his wife's picture and he's all crying. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's, he's uh, he kisses it or something, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah and his lips start to quiver and I was fucking tearing up. Man. <laughs> I was just tearing up at the knife bombing bit, to be fair. Like, but... Oh, yeah, that as well. Eh? <laughs> I suddenly got a lot stiffer in me chair. I was like, oh, fuck. Didn't know what you were going to say there for a minute. 
<laughs> I got well hard. <laughs> <laughs> I rewound that a couple of times in time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not that kind of stuff. No. <laughs> If, if that if that involuntary did happen, I would be like, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> You'd be worried. <laughs> so over, overall then, where, where does this uh, film sit for you then? Uh, on the know. scale of heaven? I don't know, I didn't I didn't dislike it. I thought it was all right. It, it did drag a bit. I mean, I remember when you finished, you sent us a message, you were just like, fuck me, that was long. <laughs> <laughs> it's never good when you describe a film as being long. Yeah, when it's about 85 minutes. It doesn't feel like, it feels long. It feels like about two hours or just it over does. two hours. But I didn't, I didn't dislike it. I enjoyed Amanda Rigetti immensely. <laughs> yeah, she was good in it. Um, I just thought it was extremely grotty and seedy, to be fair. Um, yeah, but imagine if you'd made this movie in 88. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose it'd be even worse. Even worse. <laughs> um, I would say I place it quite low down on the scale like, of heaven of movies. Yeah, I would place it. I mean, it's better than Dawn of the Living Dead, which he did like a couple of years after this. Yeah, it's yeah. better than that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but uh, I mean, if this, if this film had him punching a zombie baby in the face, it would have been even better. <laughs> you know, I was thinking what we should do is we should edit those two scenes together. <laughs> the scene where he's, <laughs> the scene where he's stroking the baby. <laughs> Just edit the dialogue of him being nice to it and stuff. Yeah. Oh, I'm doing that later. <laughs> Definitely. And then just... <laughs> I'm just jumping up at him. Oh, that's a genius idea. You can expect that on the Waffle FM page before the show's even up. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so you would place it quite low then? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I enjoyed seeing Heavener as a bad guy. I thought it was, it was funny how creepy he was and mm. stuff. But overall, I just think it's a piss-poor premise. Like, why would he be trying so hard to investigate his own crime? Yeah. Um, it's full of plot holes. The dialogue's piss-poor. Yeah. Um, like, there's a scene where the, the, the lieutenant's, like, talking to a reporter. Mm. And he's like, uh, the, the, the reporter's like, oh, so is this murder connected to the to the previous murder? And he's like, yes, we believe we now have a serial killer. And then the reporter turns around and she's like, there you go, an exclusive. It's, the police are now confirming it's a serial killer. Uh, back to the studio, and the guy's like, in earlier news, uh, we interviewed the mayor about a serial killer. And he's just like, they've just said they've just found out. Like, who the fuck put this film together? Heaven <laughs> <laughs> You think you would have watched it and gone, oh, hold on a minute, that, that's wrong. <laughs> It's like, what the fuck, man? In the first ten minutes, it's massively contradicted itself twice. I've just got this image in my head now of having to, like, showing, like, a rough edit to someone and the other person just constantly keeps going, oh, hang on a second, you can't put that in there. Everyone's just like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, though, I mean, it's, it's cool that he's, like, he normally does action movies and stuff, so it's kind of cool that he did try his hand at, like, a different genre, like an erotic thriller. But the only thing is, it's about, like, ten years too late. Yeah, yeah. So it'd come out like you know, late nineties and stuff. yeah, like mid to late nineties with yeah. like all the you know, and that type of thing was popular with like Shannon Tweed and all those type of movies, Red Shoe Diaries and all that. But yeah, it just seems a bit afterwards that like he could have made a lot more money off it back in the nineties yeah. when everyone was renting all that shit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, not a not a classic, Hebner, but uh, of course, always worth a watch, man. It's worth a watch just for that knife up the arse scene. Really. <laughs> <laughs> It's worth it just for that uh, Amanda Getty. Oh, damn right. It's getting, I'm gonna, getting naked. I'm going to start watching The Mentalist now. <laughs> just picturing her naked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's only shame, really. She's not going to be naked every week. 
I still reckon she probably regrets doing this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is. I looked on her IMDb. I think it's only the second thing she ever did, so it was quite early in her career. Yeah, definitely. I'm pretty sure she was only like 19 at the time or something. Yeah, she was born like uh, 83 or something. So yeah. she's a similar age to us. Yeah. But yeah. Blech. <laughs> Damn right. So yeah, that's uh, Angel Blade, folks. Go out and check it out. Don't spend any money on it. <laughs> said that with such seriousness don't don't spend any money on it <laughs> just don't <laughs> i will be very disappointed <laughs> but yeah thanks to uh dave for sending uh, the copy over it was much appreciated sir yeah thank you very much thanks for the titties and uh you know putting that image in my head of having a having a shaved ass <laughs> shaved white ass <laughs> lily white ass <laughs> you think that was having his ass or do you think you got an ass double i don't think i <laughs> I don't, I don't think I don't think Kevin uses doubles for out. I don't think he does either. <laughs> Maybe she's like oddly proud of his ass, and he was like, "Finally, I can get a fucking scene where I can put my ass in my movie." <laughs> Quite possible. Like. <laughs> I wonder what his family thought when they saw this movie, considering he wrote it himself. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit weird, like, and yeah, because you said like he does an interview where he mentions that, doesn't he? Where yeah, he like, mentioned something like, uh, "I was just worried me." wife and kids were going to think the dad was a weird pair or something along those lines. I said, I'm not fucking surprised after staying it, Jesus. Yeah. I hope he didn't show his family this film, to be fair. <laughs> like, I wonder, like, there's a lot of low-budget movies do, like, have little premieres the original. I wonder if you had a premiere for this. I wonder what everyone... Like, could you, if you made a movie like this, could you honestly sit in an audience and watch it with people? Yeah, I, I would be very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. 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 I can't believe uh, the estimated budget as well on IMDb is two million. I always think, really? like, yeah, I always think, like, how do you spend two million on a film like this? It wasn't shot on film, you can tell that for starts, it was shot on video. <laughs> yeah, it just bamboozles me, I, I, I just think, I, well, I suppose pay and stuff, actor pay and mm. uh, maybe. <laughs> just, what a waste of two million. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's the ball. Maybe it's the ball really high-end laundry. <laughs> maybe. Oh, I, I just think, like, what I could do with two million. <laughs> uh, I certainly wouldn't be getting bummed by a knife. <laughs> I mean, end the show with fucking cannibal corpses fucked with a knife just to, just to, cap, yeah. just to cap things off. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's about it for this week. <laughs> that wraps that up. Hi, I'm Stacey with Aness, the Director of Operations over here at Wafu HQ. If you'd like to support the show, a review and rating on iTunes would be much appreciated. Just search for Wafu FM. Or, if you're not an iTunes user, a review over at Stitcher.com would also be flipping marvellous. Once again, just search for Wafu FM. If you'd like to get in contact with the show, the email address is wafupodcast at gmail.com. Or alternatively, if you'd prefer to leave a voicemail, head on over to www.speakpipe.com slash wafufm. Thanks for listening. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.